happy um, oh, yeah. Sunday. And Sunday, and May to Day. Andrew only, <laughs> happy Asian American and Pacific Heritage Month. Thanks. Thanks, Doc. I said it backwards. <laughs> Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. Is it? I, I'm going to say, and this is, you know, just it's sort of a new political identity for a lot of folks um, celebrating. I, th- I thought it was Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage. Eight, no, mate. Mm, I think right. it is both that, but if yeah. you shorten it, because I just, I learned this maybe last year because it is back, it feels backwards to my brain. So I think the shortened version, the approved version is Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. And I'm so sorry to mansplain that to you. <laughs> no, but that that's what that's what I'm saying. That's the whole thing. It's like there's okay, well, hold it. Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month is what I just okay, I don't know. It's okay. Love to figure it's this just, out on Mike. I love it. It's just well, no. I mean, I mean, I you know, it's it's the that, you know, the term is fluid. Uh it's still being sort of worked out. Um, I think for a lot of people, you know, you see a movie like Crazy Rich Asians, which has all Chinese people or Korean and Filipino people playing Chinese people. Um, the word Asian is undergoing a lot of changes and who the hell knows mm. where it's going to be. Um, so no, I'm, I'm comfortable with the reality that shit just, it's, you know, it's getting sorted out. Asian people. Yeah. Uh, Asian Americans, because Asian people don't particularly see themselves as Asian in Asia. I mean, they do, but that's not the number one. Whereas I think for a lot of Asian Americans, it is becoming the number one. We're just kind of Asian. Yeah, I, I think is that that's true? interesting. I, Let me know, folks. I don't know. <laughs> I was going to ask you how you felt about when, because uh, I see it in TV, and I don't know if this is a case of uh, maybe a, a majority white writer room not knowing the proper terms, or maybe if the, these are the proper terms, but when you see uh, inter-Asian friendships in characters on television and they refer to themselves and each other as Asian as opposed to mm-hmm. their actual you know, ethnicity, their country of origin, however you want to say that, mm-hmm. it feels Wait. strange to me, but maybe that's not right. Um. I think it probably like is strange and isn't strange, I guess. Um, Cause it probably happens way more than like these days and also way more in California. Um, sure. So, which is probably where, I mean, probably it's definitely where a lot of these writers uh, live. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think there's that. I mean, I think uh, this is both going to age me and, well, we've talked about, you know, I'm both old and from Michigan where there aren't that many Asian folks. Um, and yeah, you know, we just, there, there was a small Chinese community. I don't think my parents like, like know any Korean folks as friends, mm. particularly. I don't think, I mean, um, and, but I think that also is just an era of immigrant um, that mm. kind of lived like that. And their kids face different things and there is solidarity with other Asian folks um, from racism, if nothing else. Mm. We, wow. It's also May Day, I guess, you know, workers, workers day as we record, not as people listen. Once again, we have missed a holiday that I feel like we kind of care about. I don't know. How are we supposed to have gathered this holiday from the past? I think we're supposed to, yeah, I just remembered. 
previously. That would have been on me because I recorded the last episode. Thanks to Zichan for um, stepping up in our, our our little uh, <laughs> hidey hole in New Orleans. Um, yeah, people liked, uh, I think I saw a tweet that said they, they liked you. What was the term? White knuckling it? I was really struggling. <laughs> I don't think I didn't read that as struggling. I read it as like you just you got a tight grip on it. Just I was you know I was in what can only be considered real bad shape. Um, <laughs> Look, New Orleans will do that to you. Okay, boy, boy, did it ever! It wouldn't um, be the big easy apple if it didn't mess you up a little bit. Easiest apple. Oh wow, we drink the tornado. Um, after we recorded, Z and I went to a uh, place that was like sort of Thai Southern mm. food. Um, mm. And man, the the plate of roast, I think it was roasted, maybe it was deep fried pig's feet we had. Ooh. Um, just horrifying stuff. We just like. Yeah. <laughs> I said ooh in a way that sounded excited, but I'm, I'm, I'm put off by that. Yeah, it was like a like after after that appetizer course, I went to the bathroom and fully washed my face. <laughs> <laughs> like I actually was like, I have I need to like cl- clean my get whole you, body. <laughs> get you a meal that makes you have to do your full ten step skincare afterwards. In the middle, <laughs> not even afterwards. Like I was like, I cannot be like trusted to eat more food even without get like, you a meal that requires you to bring yo serums <laughs> holy moly yeah it was SPF. It was, it was uh bad shit by I'm any measure dead. i can't imagine washing my face do you know what i would look like if i washed my face in a restaurant bathroom and came back out you i would like suddenly be one of the people that y'all mistake me for you'd be like oh you're a different lady <laughs> you're a different person oh man your face go um <laughs> oh man, we're oh, really man. we're off to a start um, well i i threw you a curveball by wishing you a happy um month of your people yeah you know and i don't know that we i don't know i don't know how we calculate all this shit I don't, I was just talking about this. I was th- or thinking about this because I am. I'm hopefully uh, very soon about to start working on a show that um, we have not cast yet, and it is about. I'm available. Uh, Asian stuff. No, uh, well. <laughs> no. Well, I was just. I was just thinking about it because I was like, I think this is going to be the first time I'm going to get to rewrite something with some specificity based on casting. Mm. How um, so? Meaning, like, making it more? Yeah, like, whoever we get, we can just make it a little more towards their biography. Oh, fun. Um, that's a fun thing to do. exciting to think about. Also, because I, it, as of today, the people have started being, make, not that this hasn't been announced, but there was more 90s show stuff out there. But one thing I was yeah. really, I have been really happy about writing on 90s show is that two of our actors, speaking of AAPI or APAI, uh, APIA, um, we have we have uh, one Filipina and one Japanese uh, kid mm. on on our cast. So I I don't think I've ever worked on anything with any Asian people. Oh, <laughs> I guess this that's got true. Sad. Mark Mark Paul Gosler uh, counts, I think, from Mixed Dish. Yeah, um, I mean, count, I think he count counts. Him. He does count. He's he absolutely Asian counts. Um. um but uh, no, it's it's just it is like you know 
um it's been it's been fun like uh even just having the option to have some specificity in there and like um without getting myself fired from the show i think like i will just say i think we we've at least you know there's there's things making it into scripts i think um and making it that that are specific to the types of asian folks they are um and uh it's really nice um for that's me very personally. cool yeah. i like when you have those stories and not the other stories that we all have sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just quickly going back to the the Heritage Month of it all, is there anything, and the answer maybe is just no, but I was just curious if there's anything about these months in general or this one specifically to you that makes you go like, hey, I should do X this month. Because I bet a lot of listeners oh. will have that question of like, you know, quote, I mean, unquote, I th- how to observe. Yeah, I think the thing is, as we've been talking about, that has been like, you know, I, I think it's worth people understanding is that like the term Asian American, again, as I sort of alluded to, like we're Asian people, at least from the generation, it's a little bit generational, but I think it's a little bit more immigrant. I think Asian American is just like different in a pretty significant way from Asian, Asian. Um, mm-hmm. and even though this is the drum we fucking bang all the time on the show, it is related to like racism, essentially. It's like the reason we are grouped together as Asians is because that is how, uh, white people see us and racist sure. biggest see us. So it's sort of like one of those things, like my parents' generation. And again, it's not as much generational as much as like, I think it's like first uh it's generational in terms of like when you uh immigrated because like once you get to the melting pot you really do melt all together uh as far as some pretty crucial things go mm-hmm. um but also it's that so you know so i think that's it's like kind of realizing that this is like a relatively new identity like i've you know uh, i'll just say the thing as far as i understand it which might not be totally true but it's like as new as the 60s and 70s, like this like political identity coming together. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because even what, like World War II, as, as late as World War II, there's, you know, clear differences between different types of Asian Americans and like um, good and bad things came out of that um, and good and bad things were perpetrated because of that. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we have we have people like, my my father, that generation of like Taiwanese immigrants who you know really see themselves as white. They're sort of politically conservative. There, there's mm. like, and they, I imagine, would see the word Asian very narrowly to mean like Chinese people and maybe some Korean and Japanese people. Like, so it's like I think it's uh, for that those reasons. Like, it's fluid. It is or not fluid, but it is not like agreed upon. So I think that's mm-hmm. like. Um, something something worth uh thinking about um mm-hmm. do i have something to point to to read or a person to follow up with i do not hey man <laughs> maybe, maybe next you don't week. have to i didn't ask for all that i think your answer was great it's some shit that um i don't know you can look up maybe i'll tweet some stuff i probably won't but i probably will retweet some stuff so um oh one of the four dogs is barking um four dog night several nights oof. Yeah, four dog week. Um, <laughs> four dog several That's kinda, night. <laughs> four dog several night was uh, not as popular as three dog night, but uh, this is pretty yeah. good though. 
Four Dog Week also just sounds like um, what maybe May Day is uh, commemorating. Like, you know, Workers <laughs> Unite, let's get a shortened week. We just four want a Four Dog Week. Four Dog Week. I will say I have, I have, there's three Chihuahuas and one Pekingese in this house right now. Mm-hmm. Did, we, did we even say I'm dog sitting two more dogs? Maybe. Did we? I don't think we introduced the show either. Hello, this is Yosis Racist. (laughs) We're a podcast about racism. We take your voicemails, but first we chat about Four Dog Night. (laughs) Anyway, we've got a lot of of, um, dogs here. Okay, hold on. All right. Yeah, check. How many could you get in frame at once right now? Maximum three, but likely (laughs) two. All right. This is fantastic. Peanut. Oh, my God. Peanut just just stepped on a uh, a pedal of some kind. I'm also in, in... uh, the house of a quite accomplished guitar player. Uh, yeah, right it's <laughs> the amount of guitars and dogs in your Zoom frame is, uh, I'm going to say, unprecedented. <laughs> yeah, it I feels mean, like you're recording at Guitar Center. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like you brought four aged dogs in little sweaters into a Guitar Center in your mm-hmm. Garfield t-shirt. And Just rip I don't it. know if... That would make you my favorite or most most loathed person. And you probably wouldn't be the first person to record a podcast in there. <laughs> <laughs> I was there yesterday, oh, and they have all a podcasting section now. It was bizarre. Oh, I'm sure. Everybody podcasting, oh, streaming. It was... Uh, oh, 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 my God. Hold on. We got three. Is this good radio? Oh, there we go. <laughs> Three dogs, wow. two and one, two in the sunbeam. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a photo. We'll, we'll post this somewhere. Great. We, you can find this on the uh, suboptimal pods Instagram account. That's suboptimal pods on Instagram. You know the app that's in your phone that you close and then immediately open back up, forgetting that you just closed it. That one. Uh, and the reason <laughs> it's there is because suboptimal pods is the name of the optimal place to subscribe to Tani and Andrew's bonus content. <laughs> That's suboptimalpods.com where you can get premium shows and um, more more babbling that Ooh. is not necessarily racism related. We we needed to actually keep this tight today also, and yet oh, we are, fuck, this is go. no we're okay. No, no, no. I I was an hour off on my schedule oh, stuff, so never no mind. Rush. Well, still, this is we we are just most we're more off the rails than usual in a pretty pleasant way. I have to say, it does feel pleasant. I kind of like it. I feel like the only racism news I paid attention to was this Elon Musk thing, which we glossed over last week because mm-hmm. who gives a shit, really? And it continues to be who gives a shit, except in as much as like, and this might be me, this is probably very incorrect, but I think, you know, because it is sort of true that like, you know, it's not like the current owners of Twitter are like good people that are not like right-wing tech right. either but like elon musk is worse and like yeah um just the the like the the i don't know the sides being drawn like just every person who loves it is such a fucking racist that i'm like well now i'm on the other side so thoroughly um mm. so it is this kind of thing where i'm like well yeah it's just it it's, has quite bad but what what can you do i guess but well i think it's worth like you know thinking about how you're going to choose to engage with the app in the future if you choose to if you choose to leave that's fine i'm sort of indifferent i'm kind of getting to a place of like yeah really only sticking around on it for star trek people to like engage with fans and 
now yeah. that um, conventions and stuff are happening in person, I feel like I'll be able to just do that in person. Um, yeah. So maybe I don't. Maybe I don't need this terrible thing anymore. But I, yeah. I was getting the feeling of like. This is very, this reminds me of when um, the Sears Tower in Chicago, they changed its name to the Willis Tower and all these Chicagoans were like, I ain't calling it that. And I was like, right, because you're mad that like <laughs> a different Comiskey corporation. Park and Sears it's Tower. Yeah. It's, it's Three Com Park, not Pac Bell Stadium or whatever the fuck <laughs> in San Francisco. And it's like, you're, I get it though. I also don't call it Willis Tower because yeah. I, I don't like, I don't like it. And so I, I both understand it and I think it's a little silly and hysterical, but also if that's where you draw the line because he's a terrible so, man. I so get you're that. saying there was a period in Chicago if someone said Sears Tower, you could have accurately responded, What are you talking about, Willis? Yeah. And that would have been correct. Like yeah, sort of with, grammatically. A with an implied comma, yeah. yeah. What mm -hmm. you talking about, Willis? Willis? What you talking about? Willis, like with your yeah. hands out, like emphatically, like it's called Willis. Yeah. And I regret not doing that, but I got news for you, Andrew. You still can. You can still yes. do this. It's still technically called the Willis Tower. And I imagine people still say, is it Sears Tower? Is this the one we're talking about? Yeah. Yep. It's only ever called the Sears Tower. Yeah. All right. Well, I think this is a successful first segment. Hell if you're new yeah. to the show, it's wow. It's not always like this, but. But it's not always not. Yeah, like it kind of is always. <laughs> it's not always exactly like this, but something like this is always what it's like. True. Um, but when we come back, you know what is always like this is voicemails. We always Damn. listen to at least a couple of voicemails, and they're always some shade of wild. This week is no <laughs> exception. Um, so we're going to take a little breaky break. All when right, we come back, get ready, fools. The aforementioned voicemails. Bye. <laughs> We're back. Welcome, everyone. Um, yeah, I listened to the voicemails. Kevin, did you listen to them? I haven't had a chance. No, don't. You guys trust yeah. me. Now it feels like you don't trust me. No, I just felt like I, I felt bad. I think I had guilt because I missed last week, so I felt like I needed to do my homework or, or oh my a day God. early. You never do. It's, I don't know. It, now I'm sort of at the point where I think you shouldn't listen to them beforehand. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. I didn't understand the first one, so it'll Hell be like yeah. I didn't listen to it. <laughs> oh, even better, because I don't remember what the first one is. So We're, We couldn't be in a better place to listen to this voicemail. Let's kick it. Uh, hi, folks. Tony, Andrew, guest. Uh, sorry, I'm a little depressed about this, but um, you know, a couple weeks ago, you guys talked about snitching and that. <laughs> ring a bell with me, and then hearing you guys talk about the whole uh, changeover to suboptimal hit me hard, too. So I thought I'd mention, um, just kind of off the cuff here, that I, in my company, I we had a whole, in the wake of 2020, had this whole DE&I effort uh, in diversity, equality, and inclusivity. Got really heavily involved in it, and it got so bad that I almost got fired because I was actually advocating for things they were not happy with. HR paid a lot of visits to me. It was ugly and um, you know, so I'll try here or there, but anyway, it was 
dad and as my wife, who is, is a person of color, I am not, um, said to me, if you know, a white, a cis, hetero white guy like you who has actually monogram of leverage and power in a company can't even make, uh, get shut down, then how the hell do we do anything about this? Anyway, applause to you guys for, uh, changing companies and, and doing something different. Um, but the system's bad. So. Yay. I, Bye. Okay. I'm I so can, sorry. I, can, I just don't understand. I can explain what I thought this was. I can explain what I wanted to talk about from this, which admittedly was <laughs> oh, a great, which is, um, this is a guy who, uh, last year tried to, is a cis white guy, tried to make a ruckus at work about social justice stuff and got in trouble. And then is feeling like shit has not improved. Or, got in or, trouble or from like, whom? Uh, I think he said HR, uh, is what I, I thought he said he made some jokes that people weren't comfortable with. And that's why HR visited him. Oh, did I invent that? Thing. No, you maybe didn't, Kevin. Uh, okay, do you want to be the tiebreaker? About- I, I couldn't hear. I had okay. it, the volume all the way up, and I still couldn't really hear it. All right, let me tell you what I I thought this was, and we'll we'll discuss the fiction. Yeah, we question. can talk about that. <laughs> um, which is um, like a guy who, um, again, cis straight white guy who has a, a partner who's a person of color who's like speaking up and like, you know, saying shit. And it, it, to me, what I, what I heard, and again, maybe I'm just fucking completely incorrect, but what I had heard was just the, a person uh, who I think a lot of white people were last year, um, last year, two years ago, Jesus Christ, you know what I'm talking about. Um, Mm -hmm. Squeaky wheels. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Not not the squeaky wheels. Um, were the people who were like, oh, I got to do something about this. You know, I have a partner. I'm just learning about the existence of police brutality, etc. The the new to the game folks who are Isn't like- Isn't that what a squeaky wheel is? Maybe I used it wrong, but I know what you mean. Oh, I thought squeaky wheel was just like the people that complain all the time. I guess, but I mean like these people are complaining because they are newly awakened to like a- Oh, yeah. All right, we're talking about- Who this. cares? Yeah. Whatever, yeah. But, but, but the like- Oh, sh- the the people who are like, um, and I feel like this is just happening an awful lot, which is like the like people who are like have the luxury of like this guy didn't say it, but was is sort of feeling this like compassion fatigue thing, mm. or like just running out of steam um, because they are new to it, and also because they are not really in a particularly marginalized group, mm. and so when you have the luxury of stepping away from things, um. Sometimes you step away from things and you don't fully understand that it is a luxury and that, you know, whatever like exhaustion you may feel is simply a way of life. And that trying to make the world better or not terrible in any way is thankless and takes forever and um, is not going to be something that you can fix in your life. Um, Yeah. You know. And just... has to be part of just your daily operation to an extent. It doesn't mean yeah. that everyone has to be the same level of whatever, you yeah. know, <laughs> warrior. No. Yeah, right. 
Exactly. You just have to find a sustainable, you know, it's a marathon. You just got to find a pace that keeps you yeah. feeling good about yourself and your efforts. Yeah. And it, it's even like, like more than a marathon because a marathon's end in a couple hours too. <laughs> like this is endless. This is, this just is the a, marathon time. that never stops. Yeah. You know, and if you have the luxury of, of stopping you know, I, I think at least a step you can take is realizing that it's just a pure luxury and not yeah. that you don't take it. And like not burning out is super important. Like this is this is a you know, a war, a marathon, a struggle, but it's constant. Like however you want to think about it, whatever metaphor works best for you. And like just like fucking like I think many people did sort of during during the uprisings, um, put all of their energy into one thing and then it just fizzled mm -hmm. um, yeah. because you're like, oh, I did the thing. I did more than I've ever done in my life. And that's absolutely true. But like, that's not, it's not enough. And it, it's the same as like, um, you know, one thing last year with Solidarity and Snacks, the mutual aid crew that I, I try to help out with, um, we didn't, the one weekend we took off, um, last year was Christmas um, because Christmas is the day where mm -hmm. like um, Skid Row is, has more like resources put into it than like a Christmas week, let's say than mm -hmm. like probably any other time of the year. It's like the one time where like the people who come the other 51 weeks of the year are honestly not particularly not, not needed, but um, or not helpful. You know what I'm saying? Needed yeah. is not, not the way we should talk about it, but you know, um, so like, yeah, I, I think that's, that's the thing. The same with like, like it's the people like now, now is the time to, um, mm -hmm. get some, get some actual, like, you know, this is when your effort can make the most, uh, time. Uh, speaking of that, if you're uh, in Los Angeles, but if you're anywhere, like, um, it is uh, election season imminently in Los Angeles. Um, and like, that's like city council judges are being up for election. I did some canvassing mm -hmm. two weeks ago for, oh my gosh, they go by the defenders of justice. Um, four women running for Los Angeles County superior court, uh, four different judgeships. And um, they are all, uh, well, they're they're not drawn from the prosecutor pool, which is like most of our judges, and there mm. aren't that many judges in LA County. And judges have a lot of power to make life not terrible. And judges can be elected, you know, by a couple thousand votes, a couple hundred votes sometimes. So, like, you mm -hmm. can influence a couple dozen people for judge in your area, and guess what? That will make a whole number difference in like actual people's lives. Whereas like, you know, worrying about who owns Twitter, worrying about who's the president, even like do both, but like make sure you do the small shit that you can actually change too. Wow. I'm ooh, just the absolute fucking worst version of Andrew showed up today. I'm sorry. Just <laughs> Why? Like You're four dog Andrew. You're great. <laughs> I think, oh my God. How many Pickles you got? is sleeping in a is sleeping just one, but homeboy is just sleeping in a sunbeam. 
Mm, I love I that just, Jim Croce song. Um, <laughs> as a joke for sixteen percent of you. Um, what I was going to say uh, was, oh, there's something interesting to me too about, um, you know, the, the the mostly white folk, maybe mostly men who d- did get really like fired up and activated, you know, two summers ago when everyone learned that black people exist, um, and they, you know, this is a group that, generally speaking, is used to being heard often a lot of these folks are used to being like you know when they speak up about something changes happen at their work at their job Mm -hmm. in their community in their neighborhood and their you know they need their neighbor to put up a fence like thing you know people are used to being listened to and it's interesting that more marginalized voices are maybe more accustomed to speaking up about things and having some people listen or no one listen or some people listen for a time and then kind of not want to be concerned with it anymore because it doesn't directly affect them. And just the the reaction to the fact that this is a just a, a, a lifelong little bit of work that everyone should be doing, but black and brown folk and, you know, femme presenting people are maybe a little more used to the kind of Sisyphean <laughs> futility of it. <laughs> Not that it's yeah. futile, but just that it's there's I a mean, lot of times I talk and nobody listens, you know? Yeah. I think it is, you know, better to Says see it as... the person with a is, fucking podcast of a thousand no, episodes. But, <laughs> but I think it's, it's better to see it as futile and, like, everything better than futile is a victory. Um, Is it better? Sorry, that's probably not true. But it's how I look at it. Um, And, yeah, because it's, like, that's the only thing that, like, or or, like... It is a little bit like the friends and like friends you make along the way um, mm. are actually the value in and of itself, right? It's just like the people you protect, the things that you can do, the the lives you can like help in whatever way you can yeah. um, are better. That being said, everyone can do 20% more than they usually do uh, always. Just That's try. true. Think of it like gratuity at the end of a meal. Yeah. Your meal wasn't $20. Oof. Your meal was twenty five dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just think of it that way. Um, let's. Uh, should we kick another one? I'm not sure, caller. I just want to say thank you for calling in. I'm not entirely sure that this is what you wanted to talk about. Yeah, but but th- I hope that's okay. Um, yeah, and if not, um, that's my fault for hearing what I wanted to hear. Um, and if making not, this a thing. Three two three three eight nine race three two three three eight nine race call back in. Yeah, little little more enunciation, <laughs> it'd be wonderful. But yeah, let's just fuck it. Let's just do another voicemail and just see where we it. live then. Hi, yo crew. I'm a white woman calling from work right after having a conversation with my coworkers. I know you love those kinds of calls. Mm-hmm. So I am at a brand new job, maybe a month in, and I would say that it is a pretty young white startup, not tech, actually cannabis, but I was actually hired on with uh, an older woman of color, I'd say maybe late 40s probably, and uh, we're having actually a few communication issues. We've had a few times where we've had to have a sit down with a manager because she feels that the rest of the group is being really disrespectful to her, and none of us really know where it's coming from. Uh, I thought maybe you guys had some advice on if it's a... a cultural thing in regards to her being older and us being younger. 
but um, there have also been some microaggressions against her. So it's also difficult because some of it is founded, but some of it is exaggerated and it's making the rest of the team uncomfortable. The instance that happened was someone put on trap music during work and it was very heavy on the N-word, which she found incredibly offensive. She got really, really upset. And now she's getting pitted against whether she meant to or not, a lot of other people of color who are there because they think stuff like that is fine, but she's the only one who's had an issue. And now because she's a coworker of mine and we were hired together, there's this part of me that feels like I have to help explain why her issues with this are valid when all these people my age, you know, late 20s, early 30s, are saying, who cares? She's being sensitive and she needs to leave. And I just don't think that's fair. Mm. Do you guys have any advice? Uh, Sorry again for how long. Hope you have a great day. Oh, caller. I'm... Okay, this is a valid call, and so I'm going to roast you just a little bit because this is a good call, and we can have a good discussion about it, so thank you for the call. But I do... I am laughing a little bit at the idea that you just called in to, like, have us like horse whisperer, this unseen black woman, this like, <laughs> you want us to like Shazam this random Gen X black woman that <laughs> neither of us know. <laughs> like, like, take a look at this. Tell me what's going on with it. And I'm like, I I don't know what's in this lady's mind. I don't know why. Maybe she just doesn't like y'all. Like, <laughs> yeah. I Y'all could just be annoying. And maybe she's just like, I'm sick of these people. But we can also address the the more specific things that you brought up. I, I will say I was uh, not like pleasantly surprised because I ultimately didn't know. But I was surprised that almost every 15 seconds, maybe 30 seconds of this call, I was like, oh, that's not where yeah, I thought yeah, this yeah. was going to go. Huh. Huh. Okay. Yeah, like in an, in an okay way. And like, yeah. Uh, I'm like, yeah. Well, um, I do think, man. I do think this is also fine. I mean, it sounds like my my initial hit on this is just like you could just step out and not deal with this. Like it feels like you're there are other black people at work that could handle this, maybe? Right. And um, yeah, I wonder where the caller's um desire to get involved comes from, just feeling like wanting to stand up for this person, which is is nice that you maybe don't agree with her, yet you recognize that her concerns are valid. So like like the N-word thing, let's talk about that. Um, there's a lot of people in general, but specifically black people uh, of that generation and older, and some younger, but, you know, it, it mainly is older folks who, uh, you know, just were raised with like the respectability politics of the 80s and 90s and believe that it shows quote unquote shows us in a bad light to white people when we use that word and when we talk in a certain way and it you know it's a holdover from you know just trying to make your appearance so palatable to be accepted in these white spaces and any deviance from that was seen as just a an absolute sin against your people it's like if you allow someone to use the n-word around you your neighbor's not getting a bank loan like there's a there's a direct <laughs> correlation for a lot of these folks that our behavior justifies their treatment of us, which has never been true. Never, ever. Because if it ever did, the, all of those respectability Blacks 
would be in charge of shit, theoretically, they wouldn't mm-hmm. experience racism because their behavior has been so squeaky clean. And yet we all know that that is not the case and they still experience racism, often on a grander scale, because they are uh, moving in ways that tell white people that they are uh, o- okay to treat them in um, ways with less respect. So uh, she doesn't like hearing the N-word. That's That's kind of an easy one. You don't need to be playing music with the N-word in it. I bet some of your customers don't love it either. I'm, I, I don't know. I would not tell you not to do that, but if it's going to cause like strife between your coworkers, that seems like kind of an easy fix. But also, mm-hmm. if the black people are putting the music on, that seems, like Andrew said, that seems like some inter, yeah. inter-black folk shit to handle. So what I will say is I don't feel like I have an answer to the situation. I just have an, that, that my only suggestion is for the caller, which is like, this just feels like prime time for like, don't worry about it. Let just like it not out. your shit to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what the best otherwise solution is, but I just feel like a caller can just don't worry about it. It's going to be fine yeah. for you. I, I do like though, I like someone who's able to say like, I like someone who's able to stand up for someone even if they don't fully agree yes. with them to say like, hey, her her issues are valid. I do yeah. want to caution though against the, and again, we are not Shazam for this lady. We don't know what's going on. Um, I want to caution against the, something you said where you said that she has experienced some microaggressions yet, quote, some of them are exaggerated or something like that. I, I would just examine what you're considering to be an ex- an exaggeration like what what lens are you looking at it through just because you think some of her concerns are reasonable and some of them aren't is i don't know just it's not really for you to judge and you don't know what else this lady is fucking dealing with you don't know what else your little 20 year old white coworkers are saying to her in the break room that is maybe yeah. adding to a kind of wild environment for her yeah it it it, it, it i can see it getting Ugly, but I just, I also can see it not being improved by the caller inserting herself, I guess. That is my main thing, I think. Yeah. It's just like, I'm not saying this is going to work out great or fairly or like, <laughs> you know, whatever, but I do find it hard. I find just envisioning what we've heard from this, the caller's presence is more likely to make things worse than better. Sure. That's just my guess. Uh, I understand that, like, just be nice to everyone kind of feels like a cop-out answer, but I do think it is valid in this of just, like, just be nice to everyone and stay out of people's business a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying, like, like take a side or be rude or, like, yeah. don't talk to any of the, like, black folks in the office or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, I think you could even verbalize, like, yeah, Everyone has a point, in my opinion, but I don't need to be part of this. Or yeah, like, I don't. The same w- for me. What, I don't think my opinion should really matter here. I think that's yeah. sort of because um, it's probably true. Everyone does yeah. kind of have a point, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just this is just the workplace. This is just people in the workplace. You got Yeah. Not everything's okay for everybody. I feel like a cannabis startup is just one of those places. It's like we we smoke weed all day and da da da. And this woman is like, I left my twenty year career at Deloitte. I expect yeah. a certain level of decorum. Yeah, 
Ugh. Startups. <gasps> hate it. Oh, startups. I hate wow. that life, like, significantly. Oh, come um, on, though, Andrew. It's cannabis. Oh, you like oh, cannabis. Oh, why? It's a why fun is, time. Why is starting a new business always the domain of, like, just the world's most annoying people? Except for you got to be annoying to turn a profit. <laughs> except for suboptimalpods.com. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of, <laughs> you're talking to the most LLC head there is right now. <laughs> you are, that is not true, but what you are is the most LLC head that I can stand. <laughs> when you turn into LLC, that's the time, highest like, compliment. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And then I'm like, uh, Boy, I don't know where she gets the energy. <laughs> Look, I get the energy in short fits and spurts, and then it immediately fizzles out. Remember concrete <laughs> tables? Haven't touched concrete since. <laughs> Had really big plans for it. Haven't touched concrete. Made two tables. Well, those rocks aren't going anywhere. That bag of rocks you have. That's true. That That's shit's true. Staying. Man, um, thank you to the callers for this week of calls. Yeah. Yeah, some good yeah. Ones. Just some some good ones, at least uh, fertile discussion ground. What else do we do? We plug this... suboptimal pods. Truly, if you like the the banter of this show, mm-hmm. like longtime friend of the show Jessica Gao, if you prefer banter and hanging out with the three of us and not racism, we have a great show on Fridays called Yo Can We Live. You can subscribe you know, to that by going to suboptimalpods.com and paying a, a, a minor subscription fee that helps us keep the lights on in this entirely audio medium. If you are not a subscriber and you are actually, as far as like plugging stuff, um, last week's episode, that was just me and Z Chun, a continuation from our Yosis Racist record. Um, we got unexpectedly deep into talking about um, our experiences working as Asian people in mm-hmm. Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, significantly, given how hungover I was, it was, I was like, <laughs> It, it doesn't get good until you can hear me looking for a way to end the show early. And uh-huh. then Z asked me a question that spun off a whole conversation that I thought was quite great. So I love that. Great. Um, Highly recommend. I go, endorse it. Yeah, subscribe and listen to that. And uh, um, Tronny Newman, Andrew T, Kevin J. Bartelt, Suboptimal Pods on Instagram. Yep, yep, um, yep. I do like... Kevin gives me a supportive dad nod every time I correctly get his social media Very handle. Very good, Andrew. Um, yep. Even oh, though it's hanging on by a fucking thread every time. I do actually need it, but I just want to let the uh, the <laughs> listeners I'll, know. That, I'll put a good tease for the end of this episode for Yo Can We Live. I don't know if Andrew saw this, but a very famous wild celebrity just followed the Yo's This Racist in, uh, Twitter account. We will reveal no. it on Yo Can We Live. Oh my, oh my god, god, I don't know about this. A very famous either. wild celebrity. I, you I don't know. know. I, I, I was about to check, but I'm not going to look. I'm gonna, I'll be surprised. On, it's on wild in that, like, why the hell is this person following us? But I cannot wait. We will reveal it on your To community. find out. Awesome. Um, so that's that's a show. Call in 323-389-7223. 323-389-RACE. Race. Um, <laughs> okay. That's Hype it. man. Peace. Hype man shit. Bye. This is suboptimal.